The Planted Mindset podcast is sponsored by Sassy 10, a new online fitness and nutrition program designed specifically for you if you're a menopausal mum who feels like your body of your 20s is a distant memory. You've lost your energy, motivation, but most of all, your sparkle. During your journey, you'll be supported, listened to, held accountable, motivated and re-energized to transform not only your body, but your mindset too. You'll be given everything you need to sculpt a stronger, sexier you in just 10 weeks to regain your sassy. Follow Sassy in 10 on Instagram and find out more by clicking on the link in the bio or hit the link in the show notes to start today. The hardest part is starting, but you'll be so glad you did. Welcome to the Planted Mindset Podcast and episode 37 is going international again. We're going over the pond to record an episode with a gentleman, Riley Campbell. Well, to give you a little bit more uh, info about him, he is the host of the Hitting Send podcast and is passionate about helping people answer the question, what am I doing with my life? Don't we all think that um, at times? So his background is in coaching athletic teams, studying leadership and human development. So he also helps young people with career advice and transitions, as well as teaching and fitness. So we're going to delve into, obviously, um, mindset, but also his journey um, on some of the challenges that he's done and how he's used his mindset to overcome obstacles, roadblocks, hurdles that we all encounter when we're trying to achieve a goal. So I hope you enjoy this episode. Welcome to the Planted Mindset Podcast. And we are now at episode 37. And I'm delighted to step over, well, not literally step over the pond, but <laughs> metaphorically speaking, with my get next guest, Riley Campbell. Welcome to the show. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Thank you. Uh, thank you so much for having me. And yeah, like you said, being across the pond, we're going uh, going global here. Yeah, we're, we're international. <laughs> so, exactly. uh, Riley, could you tell the listeners a little bit about yourself? Uh, firstly, and, and he is sounds really professional. Well, he is a podcaster as well. So <laughs> I, I don't know. Away. Yeah, professional. That I, I like that. I, many people don't call me that. But yes, I am a podcast host as well. I started a podcast called The Hitting Send Podcast about a year ago, um, and it it jives well with what you're doing, uh, Natasha, and in the sense that it's all about positive mindset and getting people, when you think hitting send, you think about, you know, like either literally hitting send on a text, on an email, or going after a dream or a goal, and that's kind of the the basis of ours, of, of my podcast, the Hitting Send Podcast, is that um, I'm in Atlanta, Georgia. And uh, I am, uh, I like to say, a young 35. Um, my body sometimes does not always feel young, and we'll dive into that uh, in a little bit. But I'm in Atlanta, Georgia. I'm also an athletic director um, at a school here uh, called the Atlanta International School. Um, and so I am, much like you, I wear a lot of different hats. Uh, but primarily, I'm most passionate about the Hitting Send podcast and that brand that I've I've created and started to build and uh, and I'm excited to be on your podcast and, and talk to you and, and learn from you. I've, I've been digging into your uh, Instagram and your podcast as well. And uh, it's that old saying, iron sharpens iron. And I think we've talked for about 25 minutes now. And as you're talking, I'm like <laughs> about notes and writing notes in my phone. So I'm excited to be here uh, and uh, talk to you a little bit. 
No, it's lovely. Um, it's I think it's great. That's why I like doing guest uh, episodes because you learn so much. I, I think it's such a treat to be able to have people on that I can learn from for free. And and obviously all the listeners do too as well. So um, I want to dive in. I mean, there's a lot that I wanted to, to cover and obviously we have a limited amount of time, but um, something that really piqued my interest um, obviously because you've talked about mindset but you, you also have mentioned that you've done some crazy running challenges um, mindset and, and obviously uh, me running um, that resonated with me and I'm running um, a half marathon race tomorrow actually um, so I wanted to tackle that one what could you expand on one of them in particular um, why you did it what it was about and how was your mindset yeah so Kind of before I get into the actual running challenges, because I'll, I'll pick uh, there was two. Uh, I think the mindset for me, because I haven't always had this mindset, and I think that's important to note. You know, I played sports growing up, and and I was blessed and you know fortunate to have really good coaches and strong leaders to kind of like help shape mindset. But then when I got off on my own, you know, whether it be you know university, college, whatever you want to call it, and then after that. I realized that my my personal mindset was poor. It was it was weak. It was, you know, and I, I was just kind of going with the flow of the day, not actually like holding myself accountable and holding my mindset accountable. And so to that end, uh, a couple of years ago, my nephew was born with cystic fibrosis um, and cystic fibrosis is a as uh, a as a lung disease and I'm not in the medical field. So it's a lung disease and it's got a, 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 live, a life expectancy that, that is affected because of the disease and, and it, it, it affects the gastric, uh, the, the, the gut, you know, the, the lungs and all that stuff. And, and especially in the pandemic we're in now. So, anyway, so a couple of years ago, that really impacted me. Uh, it was my youngest sister I'm super close with. And, and when I was watching this infant, you know, going through this, I started thinking like, man, he's he's going to have as he grows up a super, super like positive, but like I can I can do anything mindset. And I've always been super positive. I've always believed in positivity and and like a process driven approach to things. And for me, it was running. Right. And I, I remember thinking about you know, I, I used to work out and I used to lift and and there was a, the defining moment in my life, which I didn't realize was going to be a defining moment. So I was an athletic director, a head basketball coach at a school at a different school in Atlanta. And the football coach, the American football <laughs> coach, uh, talked to me and said, hey, I'm a little out of shape. You're a little out of shape. And at the time I was 212 pounds. OK, and I'm 5'10 and right now I weigh about 170. So right, that's good. a bad difference, right? And he said, "Hey, let's let's hold each other accountable and let's try to lose some lose some weight and get back into shape." So I said, "Okay." I said, "Over over the the span of I think it was three months," and I did that. And guess what? I gained weight during that. I I didn't eat healthy. I didn't I didn't have a, a the right mindset, and I just made excuses, right? I was oh, I was too busy. I was this. I was that, and. This and at the time, I think he was 50 years old, 45, 40 years old, however, however old he was. I don't know. But I, he beat me and I ended up gaining weight. And I was so embarrassed, not at, that I lost to him, but 
I was embarrassed at myself. And that's when I kind of realized, like, I looked in the mirror and I said, I don't know who this person across the reflection is. And I've got to start doing something. So I started joining, I joined a fitness uh, organization, gym kind of thing. Uh, Orange Theory is what it's called and started doing that. And that kind of changed my mind. And with my nephew being born, watching him overcome all of, the, all of these obstacles. And then at the same time, realizing that myself, I didn't have this accountability aspect. I just said, you know what? Start working out every day. That was the only thing I, I told myself. And then I, I, I'd never done a half marathon. I'd never been a big fan of running. And one night I, it was, it was like one in the morning and my mom had texted my brother and I earlier that night and she, it was a breast cancer run. And my mom is a two-time cancer survivor. And she's super passionate about, uh, you know, a breast cancer awareness and all that stuff. And so she said, hey, guys, does anybody want to do this? Well, my brother said yes. My mom said she was going to do it. And it was one o'clock. And I had said no originally. I was like, no, I have no interest in doing a half marathon. And one o'clock in the morning, I couldn't sleep. And I just did it. I don't, I don't even remember what like, was going through my mind. But I got my credit card out. I just signed up for the half marathon. And I, and I did it. And... When, when running it, the whole time, I, I'm a big believer in uh, visualization. So visualizing yourself being successful. And as I was running, whether it was outside or on a treadmill, I could never visualize myself crossing the finish line. I just couldn't do it, right? And But when I would run, whether it was a 5K or a 10K in my training, it was kind of easy. And I was like, oh, this is weird, but I couldn't see myself being successful. So after running the half marathon, I, I set a goal to do it under two hours. And everybody told me this is your first half marathon. Like that's pretty, that's pretty uh, ambitious. Yeah, that's ambitious. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I don't think you can do that. And, and I'm fueled by people telling me, no, I, I yeah. almost hate when people tell me I can do something. Cause it doesn't, it just doesn't do it for me. Yeah, I want yeah. people to tell me. So I ended up running the half marathon. I think it was a, a one hour and 48 minutes. That's fantastic. And right. And it's the only half marathon I've done since. And, and I want to do more and I'm going to do more. But that was what inspired me to say, you know, you can do these things. And so I started to follow these uh, like David Goggins and Jesse Itzler yeah. and these people that have done these and they're running challenges, but really they're mindset challenges. Uh, absolutely. And so when uh, May is uh, Cystic Fibrosis Awareness Month and I was going to try to help raise awareness. And I'm going to do it again. So I, I'm going to tell you. So I did this running challenge made po made popular by Jesse Itzler and David Goggins. It's called the Calendar Club Challenge. And so okay, on, okay. on May 1st, you run one mile. On May 2nd, you run two miles. On May 10th, you run 10 miles. On May 20th, you run 20 miles. May 31st, you run 31 miles. So Jesse did it. Jesse Itzler did it two months earlier in February, right? I'm thinking, oh, how would you keep going for <laughs> not so, 365? <laughs> no, no, you just do it for the month. You just do it oh, for the month. Oh. <laughs> so, so here's, here's where I was. So I wanted to do it in May because that's cystic fibrosis awareness month. I didn't realize that May is the longest month of the year. <laughs> not yeah, the I'll best do it month. my birthday month, February. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, I think next month, next year, I'm going to do it in February as well. Uh, so, <laughs> not leave year, is it? <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, yeah. Only if it's not a leave year. Right. So, I did, I, I got all the way to 22. So, and I added in, so I added in uh, 10 pushups for the day. So on May 1st, I ran one mile and did 10 pushups. On May 20th, I ran 20 miles and did 200 pushups. 
right? So I just added it in just as a fitness, you know, kind of keep me, keep me going. And everyone kept telling me, no, don't do it. No, don't do it. So on May 21st, I got up to run 21 miles and my left foot was swollen, like double the size. I couldn't put a shoe on it. I couldn't do anything. And what, what ended up happening? So I went to an athletic trainer, you know, I said, I'm an athletic director. I'm lucky enough to have an athletic trainer in my department. So I went to him and he said, Hey man, like, this is a stress fracture. This is an overuse injury. Your so the tendon on top of my my big toe essentially had had swollen up double the size, right? He said, "Stop running. Stop running right now." So of course, what did I do? I kept running, and I <laughs> I did so on the twenty first. I ran twenty one miles, and I broke it up. I did five miles, and then five miles. And I ended up having to walk the last like eleven miles, but I got it done. And I woke up on the twenty second, and I could not move my foot, right? So instead of giving up, I switched and I called somebody, a guy that I know that had done this in February with Jesse. And he answered the phone and he said, I said, I don't want to quit, but I don't want to ruin my foot so I can never run again. And he said, well, think about it. What else can you do that's not quitting? So I said, all right, I'm going to do this. I'm going to double the miles and I'm going to go, but I'm going to do it on a bike and not a, not a, not a stationary bike. I'm going to do it outdoors. And I'm going to do it on a, on a bike. So I went and I didn't even own a bike at the time. So on the 22nd of May, I drove with a hobbled foot to a bike store, bought a bike. Just, I just told the guy, I said, give me the cheapest, the least expensive bike you got. And he ended up selling me and I didn't end up buying the least expensive bike. But I just, I wanted to get in and get out. So I bought a bike. And so the last 10 days of the month, 22nd through 31st, I did 44 miles. And then on the 23rd, I did 46 miles. And so I did it all the way through the third verse and I kept doing the push up. So that was one. And then the, the other running thing I've done, I've done the 48 miles in 48 hours cool. uh, that, that David Goggins does. And uh, that was actually, that was like, I, I'm going to sound crazy when I say this. That was fun. I enjoyed it. Like I, yeah, I you are crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I woke up at like 4am and it was excited to go run four miles. Right. And so uh, but it, but it, it's it's not that it was fun. I I needed to prove to myself that I could do it, and not because like I wanted to run forty eight miles. Because I mean, even runners will tell you after a while it does kind of get boring. So you have to create challenges in your head, and you have to create things, you know, going. Do you have a time limit on like time limit of rest in between? Like, yeah, so what forty eight hours? Yeah. So what I did was I did, I broke it up every four hours, you run four miles. Right. So that gave you the, the little bit like three and a half hours of rest. Um, so yeah, that's, that's what kind of I, I focused on. And I, I know some people do it like six, six miles every six hours, um, or so, but yeah, I did the four. That's, I mean, that is phenomenal. And what, what's interesting Riley there is that, it's not like from what you've said that you've been regularly running. So you, you've picked some real heavy hitting uh, events or challenges, obviously for fantastic causes. But what I love yeah. about that is, as you said, it's the mindset and it's the resilience. And I think that running teaches you so much about yourself, um, how yes. you can be stronger, you can be with others, but it's your own journey, your own battle, your own goal. Um, and it builds confidence, doesn't it? It does. It does. You know, the thing that, that is wild to me about running and, and this is where kind of the mindset is a, is a such an internal battle and an internal struggle because our body, our body wants to protect us, 
right? And, and our body wants to tell us like, hey, you don't have to go as far as you originally set out and you don't have to do what you, you know, what you think you want to do because, you know, as, as your brain is, a, you know, it's going to protect you. And so like this morning, for example, I woke up and it's Saturday and normally I wouldn't have much going on other than to do some podcast stuff and to do some other things. And, and I would try to relax a little bit, maybe watch some college football on the TV or, you know, whatever. But my, my phone started blowing up with real work things that I wanted to get done. My, my stomach, I, I just didn't feel well. Right. And there was all of these built in excuses and my, my knee was kind of like sore for no, for a reason I don't know. And the way I kind of set my schedule was I wanted to work out before we did this uh, podcast interview. And so I got up, phone was going off. I was going through work and, and I looked at the clock at one point and I was like, oh, I have a little less than two hours before um, we're scheduled to record. I'm not going to have time to work out. I'm not going to have time to run. I'm not going to have time to do this or do that. And I believed it. I started to believe it. And I was like, okay, so then I got my work done and I did, uh, then I got some things done. And then I, uh, I decided to go, you know, take the dog for a walk. And so I did that. And then I looked at the clock again. I was like, hold on, you have a whole hour and 15 minutes. And so I went in and I got a 45 minute workout in or about 40 minute workout in. And my knee was, you know, kind of sore a little bit. And so I thought to myself, well, is this my body telling myself to take a break? And yes, I don't, I'm the, I'm not the best to learn from like listening to your body because I, I tend to tell myself like, oh, it's just telling me this. I need to work through it. But I, I stretched. I jumped on the, the, the bike. I moved it around a little bit. Next thing you know, it went away. And then I ran and did some push-ups and did some other things. But the thing I love about running is when you first start running, your body immediately tells you stop. Right. Oh, yeah. and, and everybody <laughs> kind of knows that. And some people like for you, I don't know, how, how long does it take you to get into like that rhythm of just routine running? I always say, it, I mean, depends what what right race that you're or whether you're running in kilometers or miles. So right. um, I think when you're running a shorter distance, then I'll always say the first kilometers grim. Um, if you're running longer and you're running in miles, I'll say the first mile is grim. Yeah. And you've got to get past that. But even when I was doing my interval warm ups last Saturday, um, I was running around thinking, God, I feel like I'm going to die. I yeah. don't even think I'm going to be able to do the session, let alone the, you know, and then all of a sudden the body kicks in. The body wants to keep that homeostasis, doesn't it? So it, it's yes. like, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> and right. you've warmed up. Right. And that's and that's the thing is like I'll, I'll be I'll run and sometimes I, I run on the treadmill and sometimes I run outside. And when I'm running outside, my body will tell me, like, you can turn around. It's fine. You've already done, you know, five, you, you've done five kilometers. You're, you've done, you know, five, three miles, you know, whatever it is. And, and then there's time, then you get into that groove. And, and that's where, like, I experience peace. You know, I had a podcast guest on last week on, on the Edison podcast, and he talked about finding hit your place of peace. And this is a guy who, you know, was homeless as a child and then was a, a football player. And then now he's a best-selling author and because of his story. Right. And so I was talking to him about all of the crazy obstacles around you. He's like the thing for me, even as a, even as a high school, a middle, middle-aged young kid, whatever you want to call it, even now I still have to find my place of peace. And I started thinking about like, what is really my place of peace? 
And I think it genuinely is when I'm running after I've set out, after I've gone over, like you said, that first mile, first kilometer, first couple kilometers where your body's trying to <laughs> tell, you no, that next bit of time, that's like, for me, that's true peace. Right. And I think that's where most people, if they listen to themselves, if they really genuinely know themselves, they'll know where their place of peace is. You know, some people would say yoga studio and you know, that's kind of cliche, you know, to talk about yoga and peace. Some people, it, it could be driving with the windows down, listening to, you know, whatever they want. Right. So I think with, when running, if you, you know, that to me, I know is my place of peace. Right. And that helps it's, my mindset. I think it's such a, yeah, it's, I, I hear it from so many people about the, the importance of running and what it does for their mindset, not just the peace, but the being present um but it is <laughs> it makes me uh chuckle when you're saying about what the mind's saying because i'm having an internal battle with yes. my my head and my body they are not friends when i'm running <laughs> right. right so so literally you know my head's decided on something and my body said what what the what the fuck are you doing like this yeah. isn't what i want to do and and, and literally you're almost beating yourself up uh, throughout the race um but what i th find really helps is being present being mindful and breaking it down as i said to a friend before at one of the races and it's so cliche just keep putting one foot in front of the other but focus on what you're doing right now and the race that I'm doing tomorrow, uh, we ran it just before we went into lockdown last March. And it's always in March, but it's been rescheduled to October. So this will be my fifth consecutive Cambridge, as in Cambridge in the UK, yeah. half marathon. So I have an idea in my head of what I want to do, but I've had a lot of obstacles and hurdles to overcome as well. So I'll have to see on the day, but I am very competitive in that my brain will push um, my body past what it wants to do. But right. it helps when you just focus on the one kilometer or the one mile. So rather than, oh, my God, I've got 13 miles. No, what am I doing on this mile? If I can just do this mile, then I'll go, can I just do the next mile? I, that yeah. might all go out the window tomorrow. We'll have to see. <laughs> You know, something I always think about too is, right, you, you have to know yourself, right? And, you know, some people, and we were talking about this before recording, some people are, you know, driven by positive things. And I am a positive person that is driven by naysayers or like a negative thing, right? So like for, for me, I know that when I wanted to do the 48 and 48, or when I want to do the half marathon, or when I was doing the calendar club, uh, challenge those things. I when when I woke up like at four in the morning on the second set of twenty four hours running four miles, my body was telling, "What the hell are you doing? Like, go back to sleep. You need rest." But I know myself, and I had posted on social media that I was doing this challenge, and I had told people because I know that I didn't want to tell them that I didn't do it. I couldn't finish. Right. And so that was my motivating factor. And yes, then I, when I got to running, then that the positivity, like I, I put on some uplifting songs that I knew will get me going and, you know, all that kind of stuff. But the other thing, and you mentioned this when you're running, right. You, it, I think it's so important to know how to get, keep yourself going. Right. And like for you, it's one foot in front of the other, one mile at a time, 
And then if you do that 13.1 times, you're gonna your half marathon's gonna be done, right? And and that's in miles, not kilometers. I'm I'm bad with those conversion rates, but uh, <laughs> but uh, but that's the thing is I if you focus too much on the wrong stuff, you'll you'll give up almost everything you do, right? And and that I think that's more like sports, athletics, running, fitness, even in business, right? If you're if you're trying to start a podcast, and I was just talking to a, a friend of mine about this, he wants to start a podcast. And I and I asked him, I said, you know, people do probably do the same thing to you. Hey, I heard your podcast sounds great. Like you're it's really successful. And and I always tell him, like, I don't judge my podcast based on like ads or who listens or how many listeners I have. I judge it on like, did I make an impact in one person with that guest or with that message, right? And I love the the texts and the calls and the messages and the emails you get that says, hey, that guest you had on, like it changed the way I, I, I viewed dieting or it changed the way I viewed running or, you know, whatever. And if you begin with the wrong goals, right? Like, oh, I want to start a podcast because I want to be famous, right? Like at some point you're looking at the wrong things, you're going to stop, right? Because maybe fame isn't coming very quickly. And as you and I both know, this podcast stuff ain't easy. <laughs> it's, it's, you know, it's not just about, you know, buying a microphone and having guests on. It's all the other stuff is, is, is the hard stuff, right? And so you got to know what is your motivating factors and what's going to get you to the end, um, which I think is important, you know. I think you've said that in one of your podcast episodes, haven't you, about knowing your reason why. And I think the podcast episodes are similar to the run-in in the fact that it's something that continues and it's about keeping going, not giving up. Um, I like right. the idea of someone says you can't, I'm I'm the same, then I'll, well, hell no, I'll, I'll push to say that I can. Right. Um, and I, I think it is true that we're often said that um, we, we're living within uh, the 60% or 40% of our capacity, there's 60% more to give. So when I was training for my London marathon and not having done a marathon before, I decided to listen to the inspirational greats like David Goggins, because he was just, he blew my mind yes. of, of where he started to what he achieved and, and how he cultivated that mindset, but also endurance athletes. So, um, and I was uh, honored to have one of, one of the endurance athletes that I listened to. He's been on my podcast twice and he's such a lovely guy, Marcus Smith. And okay. I had him. Uh, on he was on a podcast with another fitness um, uh, coach that I, he uh, Brian Keane who's is well known as well and uh, you know two of my great inspirations and I was listening to them whilst I ran the London Marathon I'd, I'd listened to the episode before but I decided that was the episode I was going to play again because they were talking about ultra marathons and, yeah. and that put the marathon into perspective for me as a walking apart, which it wasn't. But one <laughs> of the things that Marcus said was that you're going to hit that point where it it's painful. He said, and you can't pretend that it's not, you can't ignore it. Right. You have to front it and accept it 
and listening to that at the start of the race, obviously, because it didn't last for the whole marathon. Yeah, right. I remember when it started hitting at probably mile 18, I thought, yeah, that, this is where Marcus says it's going to start hurting. Yeah. And, and it, I just had his voice in my ears. Um, and I've been so grateful to have him on my podcast and, uh, and I've been on his, but such an inspiration. And it, like you say, these people listening to podcasts, um, they inspire you to do great things. And he's, right. he did... 30 marathons in 30 days and he had a mindset funk at one point I think maybe a uh, uh, day 11 and one of the coaches said but it's not 30 marathons in 30 days it's a marathon every day for 30 days right. and with that shift of that mindset he was able to overcome that because it's the brain that will stop you from doing anything if the if the brain says you can the body can Right. And, and that's, the, you know, like as a, as a basketball coach, I, I coached high school basketball for the last 10 years and, I, or maybe more than that now, I, I always got to keep up with the math there, but the, you know, I try to get the, the kids, the 16, 17 year old boys to understand that we're not practicing, you know, th this practice isn't for that game in three days, right? Like you have to win today's practice. And then you have to win tomorrow's practice and then you have to win the next day's practice. So then you could put yourself in a position to win that, that game or that competition, right? Don't, don't go into practice on Tuesday thinking about Friday, right? And, and it's kind of the same thing, you know, like in business or, or in, you know, like you're, you're looking for a job, right? And you wake up and you're like, oh man, I still haven't found that job. Well, focus on finding that opening, that application, that, you know, that one opportunity and focus on putting all of all of your, your, your effort into that one application and then focus on finding that next application or the next opening, because then if, if you do that, then eventually you'll find that job. Right. And so it's amazing how things unfold, which um, depends on people's perception of things of uh, uh, uh you know woo woo and stuff like that but um controlling your own destiny or whether that's a debate because uh, I've, I've spoken to someone said that, that that isn't true or yeah it's but you 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 have the choice you can't you can't choose what happens but you can choose how you deal with it and if you focus yep. on the here and now you start opening up the maybe the pathways the doors to the the place that you want to be but you have to be that you, you said earlier on about not being able to visualize um on the treadmill but you could on the running and it's so true about the race and this is in life as well of visualizing where you want to be because the brain doesn't know the difference between the face fake and reality right. and if you start cultivating that vision board um, and this is backed by neuroscience as well i've read a, a fantastic book by uh, dr tara's fort the source and and you map out what you want to achieve and right. then you break it down and that's and literally like that one foot in front of the other you will eventually get to that goal obviously if yeah. you stay focused <laughs> yeah and that's you know you, you mentioned something i think that's that's really funny and i've i've talked to a, quite a few guests about this as well and there you don't have to and i think this goes to like the social media world we live in today you don't have to subscribe or follow everything that experts say right and and what i mean by that is is i was i was talking to a guest and we we had just we had just recorded an episode and we were talking about something and they said hey you know like we and we were talking about success and they were saying that like they don't 
they, they don't think visualizing success is a positive, right? Because they get lost in, they, so they, they can't worry about like, what's this going to look like in, in five years or what's the end goal here? Like, you know, cause I always say begin with the end in mind, right? If, if you're going to, if I'm going to start training for a marathon, right? I need to know why. I'm training for that marathon like that that why fuels me right and and knowing that okay i'm gonna run in six months i'm gonna run this you know uh 26.2 miles because i want to bring attention to this or i want to push my body to this point because i need you know that that works for me but it may not work for someone else right and i think that's the and that's kind of the whole like hitting send mindset as well that i try to i try to let people understand and that's the and you do the same thing. You, we, I get on a multitude of guests and you get on a, just a variety of guests because there's, and I hate to say it like this, but there's so many ways to skin a cat, right? And that's that old saying, and I don't want anybody to go out there ever skinning cats, but there's so <laughs> many ways to achieve success that what works for me may not work for you. And what works for you know one of the listeners may not work for the other and that's i think the beauty of the the body and the individual mind is i i've got to figure out my why and what works for me and yes there are some things backed by science and neuroscience and and those, those things we have to pay attention to because that's that's black and white that's proof but what works for you've just got to find out what works for you and i think that's an important piece and like you were saying as you're running like you've got to embrace the pain, right? And you've got to embrace the, you know, I, I always say embrace the suck, right? Yeah. Like, like, like life's gonna like, and, and, and you said it best earlier, life's going to throw issues and problems and things at you. You get to choose how to re you respond to it, right? And that, that's the only thing you're in control of, right? Like I can go outside right now and my, my vehicle could be have, you know, four flat tires, right? I could walk right back inside and pout all day and say, oh, man, this my life sucks. Or I could say, all right, I get the beauty now of walking on this beautiful day in Atlanta, Georgia. I can go now walk everywhere and experience the sounds and the sights of this big city. You know, so I, I think I think mindset, perspective, embracing life as it comes, whether it's good or bad, I think is so important in finding what motivates you and what gets you going. And that, that segues beautifully into my next question to you, Riley, because <laughs> you've had to overcome your own adversity and obstacles with regards to your own health, haven't you? Could you <laughs> just expand a little bit? Um, obviously, I don't want you to go into the depths of um, yeah. your um, health issue, but uh, expand a little bit on what you've had to deal with and how you're finding your way around it. Yes. Yeah, so. Uh... A couple months ago, and I was telling you, this has more been about a two-year thing, but I've just not been really listening to my body. And I just thought it was just, oh, this just happened. And, and so basically, I had, uh, you know, a year and a half ago, I had a, a, a disc issue in my back, and then I had another disc issue in my back, kind of same area. And then I, I just thought, oh, they're just, it's just randomly happening and randomly happening. But eventually, I've, uh, I've, potentially or you know I'm, I'm waiting on insurance that's a whole nother issue insurance in the united states <laughs> a mess. Yeah. but waiting on insurance to actually finalize the the final mri to verify what exactly is the treatment plan moving forward but 
I have uh, a couple uh, disc issues in my upper back and some disc issues in my lower back based on uh, my rotating uh, hips, which is then rotating my spine. So I've got a back issue going on right now. And uh, touch of scoliosis. Yeah, yeah, right. Uh, and and like I said, I'm not a medicine medical person, but yeah, rotoscoliosis or something of of those lines where your hips are moving, and so that's basically creating a long term issue that I've got to start thinking about. And and like we were talking about before we recorded, right? Like I've now got to start thinking about my body more in like a okay, I can't just wake up and and go run ten miles without stretching or without like you know, figuring out like, okay, I've got, have I drank enough water today or have I done, you know, the, the, the right diets and, and things like that. And so basically what I've done is I've had to stop working out as much and as, as intense as I did before, but I've, I've basically had to figure out what works for me now in quote unquote the gym. Right. And so what I've done, and I'd love to get your, your thoughts on this. My, my doctor, my, I, so I had to go to a back specialist and he basically said, listen, I don't want to really limit you because I know you. And if, if I put all these limitations around you, you'll, you'll follow them for three or four days. And then eventually you're just going to get bored with that and do your own thing. And, you know, I don't know. He said, so here's what I'll tell you. I know you, you love running. So continue to run. Just be careful about the, the miles you're putting on your body. Right. And, and then he said, I don't think you need to get like start lifting heavy weights again or, or at all. He said, so, but if what I would do for you, if I was you is focus on like body weight squats, push ups, sit ups, pull ups. And, and that goes back to, I think, I think David Goggins actually talks about this or maybe it's someone else, but like the, all they do is push up, sit ups and run. That's it. Right. And so I thought about that and I was driving home from the specialist that day and I was like, huh, that is like, so that I've had to shift my, my workouts and what I've been doing. And, and also as, as someone with a full-time job, that's a busy full-time job. And then a, a podcast that seems to be, you know, every, every day, something new's popping up, but whether it's a, a guest that I've got to try to track down or this, or, you know, this sponsorship that's potentially on the, on the table that I got to do some work for this, that, and the other. And so I'm busy. And so I started to think about, it. I said, hold on. If I can, if I can size down these like high intensity interval training workouts to 20 to 25 minutes at a time, I won't, I'll spend less time in the gym. I'll get a, a good workout. It won't take very long and it won't be super taxing on my back. And it'll, it'll help me build that core strength to help support my back and support, you know, some of those things that, you know, that I'm doing in physical therapy. So that's what I've done. And it has been, and I don't want to say this lightly, but you know, life changing is probably a little bit uh, of a hyperbole there, but it has been so impactful to get into the gym to know, okay, I've only got to be here 25 minutes if I hit it hard. So what I've been doing is like sprinting for two minutes and then doing, you know, 15, 10 pushups, 10 setups, 10 bodyweight squats, sprint for two minutes, 10 pushups, 10 setups, 10 bodyweight squats, sprint for two minutes, you know, and doing that for 25 minutes and then ending with some pull-ups and you know all that kind of thing so that has really kind of changed the way i've viewed the gym and and it just really helped me so that's that's kind of what you know my health issues had i've kind of tried to turn it into a positive to find uh you know some more time to do other things and and still get good workouts in that's wonderful 
to hear how you have uh, found a way to either go under, through, over, round your obstacle and not let that defeat you to say that you can't work out. Absolutely, body weight is uh, underestimated. You've got to think about all the gymnastics, calisthenics, you know, there is so much we can do with our own body weight and the simple exercises. You can get an amazing body, you know, as a, as a bodybuilding athlete with only seven exercises. Right. Admittedly, obviously, for that, then uh, load is, is king. But it's either uh, mechanical adaptation that you're after or metabolic. Right. Um, so if you're not lifting heavy, then you want to be obviously uh, exhausting those muscles. So, um what I liked that you said there, Riley, was about the sprint. So, so hard out sprint. So it's whenever you're doing something, you're injecting something that pushes you to the point of failure within right. that workout every third. So, you know, those body weight squats, you would have to probably do quite a lot of those to hit failure, but right. you pretty could run those sprints and be gassy. And that does massive, wonderful things for both the body and the brain. Um, so yeah and and it's also about knowing that you don't have to be in the gym for hours uh, yeah. typically as well uh, we can overtrain and also from a female perspective um for us not you know hit training is certainly for my age group uh, late 40s is is so beneficial uh, loading the bones and the muscles uh, you know getting that um to help with menopausal symptoms so it's not always about how long you're in there but the intensity so you do right. want to be working at a rate where you are gassy and you know not that you could just right. sort of hold a conversation and if you're doing that then you're, you're hitting all the right parts and, and the main point is if you enjoy it because if you enjoy right. it you'll stick to it we'll stick to it exactly and that's so you said two things there that I, that I want to touch on too and it's funny when there's two podcast hosts going back and forth <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know the the, the mindset, so you said the enjoyable part, right? I have found that knowing that I'm only going to be in, like today, I, I was looking at the clock and like I told you, I was like, oh man, I don't know if I'm gonna have time to work out. And I was like, shut up, you have time to work out. So I ended up staying in there for 40 minutes because I knew I had a little bit more time, but I was enjoying the workout. So I was like, oh, let me, you know, let me stick to it. You know, some mornings I know I'm super busy. I, I look at the clock and I'm, I only have 25 minutes. So I have to really hit it hard and get to that failure point and get to because when you leave the gym, I love that feeling of like, okay, I am tired. Done. And I've done something right that that feeling of, of accomplishment. Mm -hmm. But then the other thing is, and this is something that we, we, when we talk mindset, and we talk putting one foot in front of the other, the I don't I don't love the treadmill, I'd rather run outside. But I've gotten to love the treadmill for one thing. And, it, and I call it in my mindset, the point one, right, the point one mindset. So like, I'll sprint for two minutes at 10 miles an hour. That's where I'll start, right? And I'll go 10 miles an hour for two minutes. And, and you're right, you're, you're out of breath and you're, you're gassed at the end of that. But 10.1 doesn't feel that much different than 10 miles an hour, right? And so what I do is, I, and I know if I've got 20 minutes, so I'm gonna probably do eight to 10 cycles of that, right? Cause I'm gonna jump down, I'm gonna do 10 pushups, 10 setups, that'll take about a minute and then I'll jump back up on the treadmill, right? So in 20 minutes, I've gone from 10.0 to like 11.2 or you know 11 miles an hour, but by 0.1 increments, cause 10.1 doesn't feel that much different than 10.0 and 10.2 doesn't feel that much different from 10.1. And my mind doesn't even realize I'm now at 11 miles an hour, 
because I'm just slowly going up. But when I look down at the end and I realize, oh, I just sprinted for two minutes at 11 miles an hour. That's really good. And so now I'm like, holy cow. Like, and, and I've, I've tricked my brain, right? Because when I first got yeah, on there at absolutely. 10 miles an hour, yeah, when I first got on there at 10 miles an hour, I was like, oh man, that was hard. Can I, can I do that 10 more, nine more times? But if I, if you, and, that, and that's where you were talking about it earlier, we've got, we've all got more in us than we realize, right? The brain wants to protect us. And we're only, like you said, we're only using 60% of it or 40% of it, whatever that, you know, whatever, somewhere in there, you've got the ability to go farther, be a little bit stronger, whether it's mentally, emotionally, physically, than you really are. You just have to figure out ways to tap into it. Right. And that's, I think that's the beauty of it. This is why I think uh, sport is so powerful and impactful because it teaches you so much in every other area of your life. So if right. you think of any sport and, and that discipline, the mental acuity, the the consistency, all of it, it's just that determination. Um, it's just, it's what grows an individual. And it is that mindset at the end of the day, yes, your body has to be physically able to do said sport, right. but it'll be the mindset that will win it for you or break it for you. And that's what I find, whether that's basketball of getting that shot in or it's tennis or it's golf, it's it's in the brain. And right. it, obviously the body's got to be fit enough to be able to cope. But it's the mindset that if you, has the, the quote Henry Ford, which um, came up in my last podcast episode, which I absolutely love. If, if you think you can, you can. If you think you can't, that's true also. Right, exactly, exactly. And that's, you know, the, the funny thing about sport that, that I, you know, I think is so interesting and it, and it, it touches on because it carries over into so many aspects of life because the thing that I, I used to struggle with so much when I was a kid was, you know, like in basketball, right? Our coach sometimes would say, all right, or, or you know, whatever, would say, hey, in order to play basketball on this team, you've got to run two miles under 12 minutes. And I'm like, that doesn't matter. Right. Like why, why I've never had to run two miles in basketball, but the mindset that you have to have in order to train to get to that point is going to carry over into the mindset that you have to have to develop the skills necessary to dribble, to shoot, to to play defense or, you know, whatever. And so and it's the same thing, whether you're running, whether you're trying to start your own business, whether you're trying to change careers is you may think like, hey, uh, reading doesn't matter because I just want to be a podcast host and all I want to do is talk to people for a living. But if you're not reading and not furthering your your own intelligence or your own ability to connect with various topics, you won't be able to connect with people who speak on different things. Right. So it's like sport has that has that like varying levels that may not always look like they connect. And that's, you know, that's that's interesting what you say obviously uh working with uh, young athletes it's probably one of those things that you have to educate them to understand because they're like what? <laughs> right yeah exactly like why are we doing this you yeah know, like and, and it goes back to we, we've talked a lot about knowing your why well, i think that's true for others too right like we you know we don't we don't live in a world anymore where you just tell someone to do it and they do it because you said so you you tell somebody hey here's I, we're going to run two miles and under 12 minutes to be on this basketball team. But here's why we're going to do that. People are more apt to do something if they know why they're doing it. Right. And that's same thing with people within internally, all that stuff. 
Yeah, no, I, I I like that, and 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 getting that as you said that discipline in all of the areas, um, for the coach to be able to wheedle out those players that are going to have that 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 sharpened mindset when the pressure comes for that shot. So it's the ones that are going to put in the effort, those ones that are going to diligently do that. I mean, I can't remember Michael Jordan's quotes, but, you know, how he just practiced, 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 practiced. You know, there's very few uh, athletes, individuals like that, that um, they are the greats and, and they are great and successful. Yes, some have uh, God-given talent. Right. Absolutely. I'm not saying that. But a lot of it is down to that discipline of just repeating consistently the same thing that most of us will got, would have got bored with and given up. Exactly. And, and that's we mentioned golf earlier. And that's there's a there's a quote in golf. I'm probably going to butcher it. But when you're practicing, you don't practice till you hit the right shot. You practice till you can't hit the wrong shot. Right. Yeah. And that's and that's kind of the thing with with, you know, developing skills and and all that stuff is like. Hey, you know, don't go into practice until you make one. Go in and practice until you can't miss one, right? And and it's it's that kind of mindset that that and it's the thing that I sometimes struggle with is the patience that it needs to get there, right? And that's where I I know myself and I know my my weaknesses, right? It's like okay, I'm gonna go run and I'm gonna like I could go set out to run 12 miles today. Well, because of my, the changes in my training and the changes and all that stuff, like I used to be able to just walk out of my house and run 12 miles. Now I probably, it's, it's going to take a little bit of time to, to get there again, but patience and uh, knowing that, okay, you're running six because eventually you're going to be running 12 or, you know, or 26, you know, whatever it is. So that's the, that's the thing too, that people give yourself some grace and know that, Hey, it's not going to happen overnight, but know the long-term plan and, and be patient unfortunately we do live in the now generation yeah. um which doesn't help but yeah patience is a virtue as they say um as we were mentioning about obviously college students and younger i just wanted to go into a different question which i'm sure that something may have happened for you um as a college student yourself or or generally in life but what's the best worst practical joke um that you've played on someone or someone's played on you Ooh, ooh. Uh, best or worst practical joke. So, okay, so speaking of college, the, the first thing that popped into my head, so I lived my last year of college in a, in a house with four buddies, right? And four, so it was five of us total, and we were all same age, similar, you know, uh, mindset where we, you know, we all had, you know, jobs and we all, we all were in school and we all tried to do well in school, but also wanted to have fun. So, and we're all good friends. And so we were, we were hanging around the house. It was like a Saturday afternoon and we were just doing, you know, being stupid. And we were talking about like games you can play around the house that are fun, but like no one, no one would get it. And like, if you can, if you can bear with me for a second, think how, how stupid and how immature sometimes we can be at like 21 with no guidance around us. Right. And so I created this game and I was like, Hey, we should play this game called the water game. And it was, if someone has a cup of water in their hand and someone is walking around, cause we were talking about how, like we were all good friends, but we'd all been so busy that like we hadn't actually had time to like hang out together. And I was like, how about this? Let's create this game. 
And if someone's in the house, if you're in the house and you have a water cup and you have a cup of water in your hand and someone like doesn't acknowledge you, throw the cup of water on them. And like, I'm thinking in my head, this is funny. You get to throw water on a friend and it's water. So it's harmless. Right. And so we, we spent the next two days just being stupid and throwing water on each other. And little did I think or know, but I am, I can be so like, if I'm busy or I've got a lot on my mind, I will walk by somebody. I don't mean anything negative by it, but I just will be so in my own head and I'll just forget. Right. And so five or six days later, I had already forgotten about this water game. We played it for two days and that was it. Right. And I'm, <laughs> I had just gotten done with a, a test uh, in school. And I, so I probably didn't sleep well the night before. At work, right. Or I go to a meeting at, uh, at the place I was kind of working. And so I'm walking out of the house and I'm trying, I was like, I, I had my cell phone in my hand. And my roommate sees me, I don't acknowledge him, and he just throws water on me while I had my cell phone in my hand. So I created this game that eventually got turned around on me. And I was so angry. And, and ultimately, I, you know, I stopped being angry because I was like, hey, this is kind of on me. But uh, I had my cell phone. <laughs> it basically ruined my cell phone uh, for a couple of days. <laughs> And it was my fault. like, and I, I created the game. I was like, Hey, it's going to be fun. It's going to force us to, to acknowledge each other and, and actually spend more time with each other because we <laughs> water thrown on us. Here I am five days later, getting water thrown on me as I'm going to a meeting. How did I know that you would have a good practical joke to share? That's, yeah, that's, right? <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's so true, isn't it? If you, if you are going to be a prankster, you've got to, and, and give it out. You've also got to take it unfortunately right. as well right. <laughs> um so riley who has been your best podcast guest so, so far and why so you know it's funny everyone always so we've had on i i've, I've had on some some big some big guests i've had on some up-and-coming you know artists and stuff the the podcasts that i've learned the most from uh are ones that i didn't actually expect right and, and here's what I mean by that. So like we've had on, um, and I don't know if you're familiar, but when, when Hitting Sin first started, we had on Friday Beers, right? And Friday Beers is a large Instagram account. I think they have like 1.4 million followers and it's a, it's, it's a funny satirical comedy kind of account. And I was so excited, not to say they were a bad guest, but when you leave, you're like, oh, that was, that was good, but not great, right? And so the, the one guest, I had a guest cancel and i wanted to release the episode you know in a couple of days and a guest of uh, a guest had canceled and i was kind of in a bind and at the time i was in i was texting in this group chat with two of my my buddies one that had just moved away um across the country in the middle of the global pandemic and and uh and he had also at the same time come out uh as you know as, as gay and he, he's a great dude and he was going through some struggles with that and another buddy of mine had just gotten married built the house and was a nurse on a COVID uh, floor in a hospital here in Atlanta. I listened and, to a bit of that episode actually. Yeah. Okay. Two. Yeah. So those guys, so I, I was talking with them and I just kind of jokingly, I was like, gosh, man, I was like, a guest just canceled. And now I have no one to record this podcast with. And I said, you guys aren't available. Right. And they were like, uh, we actually are. And, they, and I thought at first, I was like, ah, this is going to be kind of a, of fly by the wheel kind of kind of guess but 
for me, just hearing real people's experiences in life, you know, sometimes we we put like guests on a pod on a platform, right? We we put them on a pedestal because we think we know their story and we think we know, oh man, to achieve something great, they they must have had they must have had this amazing story or, you know, and what we realize is everyone's got an amazing story inside of them, right? It's not just people who are you know, by definition of, you know, whether it's Instagram or, or social media or the world, the media, you know, that everyone's got an amazing story inside of them. And that's what I've kind of realized through this is just your average everyday friends. If, if you just connect with them, you'll find out something inspiring and amazing. And, and same thing with, with other people, right? Everyone's got an amazing story inside of them. So my, my most impactful guests have been the ones I didn't really expect, like my friends and and that kind of thing. That's funny because I was listening to that one earlier and uh, we were saying about putting anything more on his plate. Uh, yeah. He was then actually uh, studying further as well, wasn't he? And I think so yes. moving house, studying further. Um, and wasn't there a wedding or something as well? Yeah, coming getting, or something? Married, getting married and working <laughs> on a COVID floor. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. It was like, pff, I must admit, I was but well, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. and I think I'm busy. <laughs> right. I did put it into perspective for me so i did think that was really good um i I loved hearing that and it is so true about having those expectations and and maybe that's because i think there can be an element of um i think it's the dopamine or or that reward of of you thinking something's going to be so good so you actually build it up before it actually happens now you have a uh um a level of what you think it's going to be and then obviously if it doesn't hit that then you're disappointed if it does exceed it then that's great but there's something wonderful about those unexpected ones um and i think this is what i love about the podcast and having guests on because you find out something new Um, i'm always learning and actually going into the quick fire round which we're about to do is the bit that i love as well because i'm like oh I find out something intriguing from a guest, not about anything that we've spoken about in, right. in the, uh, the, the minutes before. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. No. And like you said, the expectations, it's like that, the movie theater thing, right? Like you get so excited about this big box office movie that's coming out and then it falls short of expectations, but that random movie that you never, you didn't think you'd like, or you never heard of and you watch it and you're like, holy cow, that movie was great. So yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting expectations. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, you know that you're you're going to have to answer the fifteen a question quick fire round. Yes. Uh, <laughs> um, no expectation there, but um, <laughs> it's it's just a, a yes or no answer, really yep. silly questions, or the first thing that comes into your head, but with a little caveat, you're against the clock. So I like liken it to uh, Top Gear. Um, I know that's on obviously got changed to well, sort of on Amazon with uh, Clarkson um but that competitiveness because obviously like being competitive and when you don't know what's going to be thrown at you um that's the (laughs) curveballs so are you ready i will try to speak as uh clearly as possible so the quickest uh answer that comes into your head off you go savory or sweet savory beach or snow beach coffee or tea coffee favorite sport basketball most scared of Alligators. Your favorite body part? The brain. Ketchup or mayonnaise? Both. Ketchup. (laughs) Shower or bath? Shower. Dog or cat? Dog. 
Netflix or Sky? I don't know what Sky is. Netflix. Or, uh, or Amazon or Amazon, sorry. Okay. Oh, Amazon. Burpees or pull-ups? Pull-ups. Favorite actor? Jake Gyllenhaal. Best film? Uh, Hoosiers. Favorite book? Oh, that's a good one. Uh, Grit by Angela Duckworth. Oh, I'm learning something. Hidden talent. <laughs> I don't think I have one. Uh, I talk too much to have anything hidden. I, <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't think I have one. <laughs> well, you, you've, you've, well, I don't know whether they're hidden or, I mean, obviously it's, well, you, you created a game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The water, the water cup game. The water it's cup not game. hidden now. <laughs> See, there's always a question that has someone go, Ooh, um, <laughs> Yeah. Don't know on that. Don't know on that one. Uh excellent. Well done. Um so you you got um just that the last one through you. So it was uh stop the clock at 1 minute 14. Oh. <laughs> so I, I was we have had to... near we have had near the minute or just under. So um Yeah, so I, I got some work to, to do. <laughs> See the other point is as well when I get the guests because if they're super competitive then they'll want to improve their time so they want to come back on the episode on the podcast yes. again. Yes, I, I. When I come back, I will have something. Uh, I'll have. I'll be under a minute. I guarantee it. You won't get the same questions. No. <laughs> <laughs> that would be cheating. Yeah. Um, so, Riley, um, out of your contacts, because obviously being a podcast host, you've had some uh, great guests and some not so great guests. But yeah. who would you be happy to introduce this podcast to, with a view to them being a guest? You don't have to say it on air, but if you can mull that over, because uh, obviously, as you know, it's always great to have uh, guests on that. Um, you can chat to about their expertise in whatever that be, but obviously for this podcast, fitness mindset and nutrition, and then where can they find you? Where, where can they find your podcast? Yeah. So, um, I'll answer the first one first. I think we talked about it actually before. So in, in going plant-based and talking about mindset, uh, Helen Hall was an episode, I think, I, I think it was like 31, and she created, uh, she's created a number of companies, but uh, the one I think she's probably most known for is Blender Bombs, which are smoothie supplements. They're plant-based smoothie supplements, and you just drop them in your your blender, and uh, and they're I, I eat them, drink them, whatever you want to call it, every day. Uh, I, I try to eat a uh, drink a smoothie every morning, uh, but she was great, and I think she would be amazing to have on this podcast. Uh, yeah, so there's there's that one. I've, you know, there's another one that you know the one I just released last week. Freddie Stevenson, he played football where I went to college, where I went to university, and uh, he's now a best-selling author. Um, but I was just thinking as we were talking. So I had on a lady, uh, and this not necessarily fitness as much as mindset. Uh, the Dateline Dog Lady, and so so basically, I true story. It was a Saturday night. I was sitting on my couch watching Dateline. And Dateline, are, are you familiar with that show? No, but I'm guessing it's obviously something about dating. Yeah, well, it's it's a it's a show about crime, but it's a it's usually about like like marriage or family relationships and and you know crime, murders, that kind of stuff, right? And so, or or like interesting stories. And so this lady 
was going through uh, issues at home with her husband and her and her and you know her her own personal mindset. Her father was sick. I think she had just gotten diagnosed with cancer, and she got laid off from her job. And so, in in doing that, she started volunteering at the prison. And she volunteered to bring puppies into the prison to help rehabilitate the prisoners, but also get the puppies, uh, you know, some love and 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 all that kind of stuff, right? And in doing that, she fell in love with a convicted murderer and helped him escape from jail oh. through a dog crate. And so they went on a two week manhunt through the United States and she eventually got caught. She got convicted and everyone, the story made national headlines, even international headlines that she talks about in the podcast, but basically she was running from her life. And on the surface, she was married with two kids at, she had a white picket fence house and she had a nice, everything looked perfect. But here she is helping a convicted murderer escape from prison and then going on a, a two week, you know, getaway with him and ends up getting caught. Everyone's like, why would you do this? And, and she talks about the mindset and the, the part that so inspires me about her story. Her name is Toby Dore. The part that inspires me about her story is that while she was in prison, you know, she, she hit rock bottom. She was in prison for, I, I think, two years, two and a half years. And she hit rock bottom, but she decided, I'm gonna take my mistakes and help others learn from them. So now she has she has rehabilitated herself and she has re rehabilitated her life, but she has now dedicated her life to help women who've been incarcerated turn their life around, right? And, and it's just a yeah. interesting story. So um, yeah. That's where, but I've got, I feel like every one of my guests, I've, I feel like somewhat connected to, and I'm sure you do too, yeah. right? <laughs> um, I feel like they're all great. But anyway, where you can find me uh, on Instagram at hitting send, uh, that's at hitting send, H-I-T-T-I-N-G-S-E-N-D. Um, any, any platform that you stream your podcast on, whether it's Spotify, Apple, Google, um, the hitting send podcast, um, type it in, subscribe, download, you know, all those things you want to do, rate us five stars. I've done the same thing with yours, but uh, I, I like listening to yours. And I, I like listening to people like you, you were talking about ultra marathoners. So I'm excited to go dive into a couple more of your episodes that, <laughs> that, you know, like uh, Rich Roll is someone I've read his yes. book. He, yeah, he's someone he's, he's like, yeah, he, he's a great listen as well. So uh, but yeah, find me on uh, on Instagram at Hitting Send or um, and stream the podcast, the Hitting Send podcast, wherever you find it. Excellent, thank you. Then that's absolutely awesome, Riley. So out of ten, with one in pants and ten being perfectly splendid, how would you rate this episode? Oh, I've had I've had a lot of fun. I I would go nine point five, <laughs> and, and, and just not ten because I, when I come back. I want to, I want to have a little bit of room for growth, you know? <laughs> See, this question as well um, gives such an insight to, to every guest as well, because how they tackle that answer is quite interesting. I right. find that fascinating. Right. <laughs> um, so I, I thought about... Um, an outro quote, which I, I usually uh, end the podcast with. And I thought on the basis of speaking with you, Riley, surprise yourself every day with your own courage by Denholm Elliott. And do you have uh, an outro quote that you 
that resonates with you or, or that's something that you share on your podcast or obviously with, with the students? Yeah. So I, I have a couple quotes, like I, I love quotes, right? And one that, that sticks out and, and I think it's, it might be after this, um, the fire round, you know, the, the quick fire round. The first thing that popped in my head when we we're talking about quotes was this quote, and I don't remember where I saw it, but it was, again, we we're talking about this before we recorded things that happen in our life that we don't realize are going to be super impactful are, and I was reading a, an article in, an, in a magazine probably 10 years ago in men's health, and it was talking about mindset. And the quote was opportunity begets opportunity. If you've said no to something, you've said no to the endless possibilities that could come from that experience. Right. And that's that's something with me that I've always tried to think about. And like I said, I I like to prove people wrong, but I also stay pretty positive. I, I think by nature, I can be a little sarcastic at times. And I think people are like, oh, oh, you know, but that's just my humor. But I try to look at everything as an opportunity, whether it's an obstacle or a positive or, you know, good, bad or indifferent. And, and that quote always sticks out to me. Opportunity begets opportunity. And, and if you've said yes to something, you'll never know where that's going to come from. And, you know, and, and there, some people have told me when I've talked about that quote, like, oh, so I have to say yes to everything. Like, no, you don't. But when you're thinking of opportunities and thinking of, of situations that you could potentially say yes, obviously, I'm not saying like, go run across the street and, <laughs> and you're playing traffic. Like, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying when you say yes to something, realize you're saying yes to all of these positive outcomes that could potentially happen and negatives and it's your job to 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 navigate those so opportunity begets opportunity i love that now that is a powerful one and i know that you've said that in your podcast before about saying yes um being someone that, that likes to say yes rather than no we can get caught up in that no no um with everything and, right. and like saying no all the time yes we shouldn't always say yes but it's about um, remembering your why. So that comes into, as you said, um, right. and that will help frame why you will say yes to something or why you should say no. Right, exactly, exactly. And just if you if you have a solid why, a foundation of why you do things, then I think you'll always, you know, it will always be able to navigate and, and have a positive outlook and perception on things, on experiences. No, that's that's wonderful um and it's so true and it's been really um inspirational in listening to your positive mindset and the angle and we need more people like you we you know especially in in life uh, over here in the uk at the moment at time of recording we've had a member of parliament uh, murdered in their um local constituent surgery and and it is it's just abhorrent and it does rock everyone. Um, I mean, so it is, it's good to hear positive people, good people wanting to do good things in life. So thank you so much for coming on the episode, Riley. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Thank you for having me. This has been a lot of fun. And uh, like I said, 9.5 and I'm, I'm going to be better that next, next time I come on. Maybe it'll be after my next crazy running challenge or crazy fitness uh, journey. So I've already hooked you into the next episode. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, Absolutely. Riley. Thank you so much.
I say it every time, every week, how much I enjoy recording the episodes with my guests and in particular with Riley, his mindset. I love, you know, the discussions that we had about that, um, how to maintain that positive attitude, obviously, when you are hitting uh, those obstacles or that adversity um, and how confidence lasting is it comes from within, doesn't it? You, you, you're always going to have these challenges, um, but they give you confidence and they build you up, especially when you remember your reason why. Um, he had that challenge, he hurt his foot, and he could have legitimately said, well, I can't do any more, but he found a way. And that's so empowering, so inspiring when you don't let yourself off the hook, even with... Um, not excuses, but legitimate situations. That's what builds that inner confidence. And it is that inner confidence that isn't just in sport. It, it, it flows into absolutely everything else we do. I found that when I was running for the marathon in particular, the, the resilience that you build up and having just done the uh, Cambridge Half Marathon again, it is that consistency. It's so boring to say it. There is no quick fix. All of these amazing individuals that do really well, they're prepared to do what others won't do to get tomorrow what others won't. So I hope that this empowered you uh, to, to go and set some of those goals that you've been meaning to do um, or you know, inspire you to do something different or push yourself out your comfort zone. As always, feel free to drop a DM on the Planted Mindset podcast on Instagram or Sassy10 Fitness. Check out the website sassy10.com and obviously go over and check iTunes Hit and Send for Riley's podcast as well because I will be um, a, a guest at some stage which is really exciting as well so I'd love to um, record that one we're going to be speaking uh, in the future to to get that one uh, yeah in the bag so I hope you enjoyed this episode until next time